Amen. Mark chapter 6. Now, I know I read Malachi chapter 3. So for those that didn't catch it, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read Malachi chapter 3, verses 9 through 11, and then we're going to jump over to Mark chapter 6, starting at the 35th verse. Malachi says, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Mark chapter 6, starting at the 35th verse. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about, into the villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, You give them to eat. And they said unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread? And give them to eat. He said unto them, How many loaves have you? Go and see. And when they knew, they said, Five and two fishes. I don't think that's good in grammar, but. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves, two fishes, he looked up into heaven, he blessed it and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all, and they did all eat and were filled. Somebody say, I'm full. And they took up the twelve baskets full of the fragments of the fish, is, and they did eat of the loaves. And they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go to the other side unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to us. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning. From the subject, inventory and ingredients for initiating the impossible. I'm going to say that again. Inventory and ingredients for initiating the impossible. 
The Bible says, Christian, you better come with me. We no, not yet. We get we ready. You good? Don't take it on. The flat, the plane might take off pretty quick this morning. I'm not sure. Philippians 4:19 says, "And my God, I don't know about your God, but my God shall supply all my need." According to his riches, not according to your check, not according to your stimulus, not according to your, your, but according to his riches, not Bill Gates' riches, not Trump's riches, not y'all better help me, but according to his riches and glory, not in the bank, not Bank of America, not citizens, not wells, but in glory, y'all better come on, by Christ Jesus. Today, I believe the Spirit wants to talk to people who not only have faced some impossible situations, but are looking forward to God doing the impossible. Somebody say there is a difference. See, there's a difference between having a spirit like the children of Israel when they face the Red Sea, being chased by the Egyptian soldiers and seeing things as impossible. Or having a spirit like David and seeing Goliath and knowing that it was impossible to lose. With the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus gives us some keys to use whenever we face situations or want God to do the impossible in our life. It's time to take inventory of the ingredients you and I have for the impossible to become possible in our lives. I believe God will perform it today. Yeah. Hey. Somebody say, uh, get ready for your miracle. Get ready for your miracle. Oh my goodness. Get ready for your miracle. Get ready for God to do the impossible in your life. I, 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 I gotta I gotta make sure I'm in the right room. I can't hear those on Zoom. I see them excited, but I, I'm, I'm preaching to you. I, I need to feel in the room that this message is for the right people because this is a message that cannot be ignited without faith. You gotta be ready and have faith for God to do the impossible. I don't care how long you've been waiting for God to do it. I don't care how long you've been in a situation and been praying about the same situation. I need faith to be in this room for this word. So let's go to work. He said, listen, he said, when the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, this is a de deserted place and the hour is already late. Send them away that they may go into the village around and buy bread because they have nothing to eat. That's what they told him. They said, it's, it's late. It's a desert place. Send them away because we don't have nothing to give them to eat. I think we focus so much on the miracle that took place that we miss the location and the timing of the miracle. Oh, my God. It was a deserted place. It was a dry place. It was a lonely place. 
it, it, it was a place where nothing was growing. Oh my God. But it's in the deserts of life that God teaches his best lessons. Woo! It's in the desert. It's, he had to take the children of Israel in the, in the desert. It's in the desert he talked to Moses. It's in the desert that Jesus himself was led into the... Y'all better help me. It's in the desert. See, you keep getting mad at the desert place. But you got to look past the desert place to what God is trying to teach you when things are drying up in your life. Not only was it a, a desert place, that there was nothing able to grow. Things don't grow in the desert. But but the timing, it was already late. It was, look at your clock. Say, say it's already late. The hour was late. In other words, time was running out. Ooh, it, it, it was past the season. But, but the blessings of Abraham come at a late hour. If we're going to be a people that claim the blessing of Abraham is on our life. See, we want, we want the blessing of Abraham, but we don't want the timing that it took. It was a late hour. See, God waits till the right time, but it's the wrong time for you. Y'all better help me. It's too late. It was too late for Sarah to go ahead and have a baby. It was too late for Abraham to go ahead and get his wife pregnant. It was too late. I've been looking at it and I said, God, see, I'm preaching to myself because I, I, there was a fight for me even starting school. I'm, a, I'm 51 years old and I'm just getting ready to start school. But I, somebody tap your neighbor, say it's never too late. See, you got to know that you serve a God that does not care about what time it is because whenever he shows up. It's going to be the right time. It's never too late. But I want you to notice, and we almost there, I told you, we said, I want you to notice something. I want you to know that the disciples' response to bad situations was never righteous. I'm not going to be too deep. This is a, it's a very familiar text. I know you're wondering, what is he going to pull from this? But somebody say he got something. Yeah, you better believe he got something. But the disciples' response to need was never righteous. I, I don't get it. Well, Jesus had a come unto me spirit. The disciples always had a get away from me spirit. Oh, oh, oh. The, dis the disciples always had a send them away spirit. Get, get the kids off his lap. Jesus has suffered a little children to come unto me. Send them away. Send them away. They, 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 never, they never caught it. They were around Jesus who was compassionate to the needs of the people. But they never caught it. Because you could be around people and you hope your spirit is contagious. Jesus. But, but if they don't have it in their heart. Oh, that was so good. But see, if you want the impossible to happen, you have to have a servant spirit. Oh, you have to become a conduit, not a consumer. You got to be able to be what God wants to flow through so he can get to. Because it's not about you. Y'all better help me up in here. 
missed a good, you missed a real good time that you were supposed to have a no. So I'm going to say it again. You got to be a conduit. So people, God wants to flow through. So he can get to. Because it's not about you. Well. Got to teach him. It's a teaching ministry. And that's, we're not like that. We we want it to be about me. Even, you know, I ain't going to mess with nobody. But we we have, you know, we in the past, pre-COVID, we was having some, you know, outreach stuff. It, it just amazed me. I sit back and watch because I'm the pastor. You understand? It amazed me. We supposed to be out there giving book bags to the kids. And then you put five in your trunk. Oh, no. I'm gonna I'm get in, I'm gonna stay over on this side because so I'm feeling some tension. But <laughs> or you don't come to church at all. But as soon as we giving something away, oh my God, Pastor, why you say that? We got the Christmas badge, and we don't want to give away the good stuff. Let's see if we can put the good stuff under the table. Maybe they won't know. So at the end of the night, I got the, what? Not not the church folk. Oh, I love how you could be giving away. Y'all better help me. I'm going to move. Say, pass the move. <laughs> right? We... <laughs> enough to go around. Got a whole case of to-go plates but couldn't bring no tissue. Y'all better help me up here. I'm going to move right away from that. But you got <laughs> you to be able to. God wants to get stuff to us but he knows he, we can't handle the blessing because we want to hoard the blessing. We want to go ahead and give it all to ourselves and those and we don't want to pass it out. But that's not what God, and, 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 and no, let me just put the point right here. I'm going to put the point. Stop giving people what you won't want to use yourself. Just because they homeless don't mean they ain't got no standard. Yeah, just put that note. You won't eat it. They not going to eat it either. I ain't losing nobody, did I? We good? Right, amen. Hold on. Amen. <laughs> so, so anyway. So, 37. But he answered to them and he said, you'll give them something to eat. <laughs> Wait a minute, Jesus. And they said to Jesus, let me put this in New Haven version. Hey, you think I'm going in my pocket and give this $200 up to get them something to eat? Wait, wait a minute, Jesus. You see all these people. You want me to take my two hundred dollars and feed them? That's that's the the voice version. You see it? They said to him, "Shall we go buy two hundred denarii bread worth and give them something to eat?" But he said to them, "How many loaves do you have? Go see." And when they found out, they said five and two. Now the disciples have failed to recognize the authority that God gave them. Mm -hmm. 
That's what you have to catch. Jesus had already given them authority. And they still were operating by sight and not by faith. Because obviously, if they, they, what they need to do, what you and I need to do, oh, help me up in here, we ready? What, what we need to do is learn how to move on the you give. You give them something to eat. See, see, see. Jesus would have never tell, would never tell us to do something that we could not do. So if he tells us you give, it must mean I got. Y'all better help me. Y'all better help. See, if he tell you, you go, that means he's going to supply what you, you notice when he healed the lepers, the Bible says that as they went, they were healed. It's as you move, as you give, it'll be, y'all better help. It's faith. You got to give it out. Learn to move on the you give. But God will give you something, and then you want to tell somebody else, oh, I got this word. God told me to give, but I think that, that's too much. He must be talking to you. So you want to tell somebody else so they can give what you won't give. Ooh. When he, when he tells you to do it, he's always going to supply with what you need to get it done. So he tells them this, since they missed it, compassion. How many loaves do you have? Go see. Jesus has them take inventory. I need you to go take inventory. Since you don't even know what's in your miss. Oh, Pastor, since you don't know what you have in your miss, take inventory. God has told me to go do some things, and sometimes I ask question, God, what do you want me to do with what I've get what you've given me? He said, How many loaves do you have? <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. Jesus knew there were loaves in there because he's God. He knew who brought some lunch. Jesus. But they had to go find out. The Bible says, seeking you shall find. Sometimes you got it right. Don't, ain't no sometimes, all the time. You have it in your house. What's needed for your impossible. You have in your house what's needed for your impossible. Go take inventory. Go find out. Since you weren't wise enough to bring lunch. Now, if you watch the other Gospels account, this is where we find out that there was a little boy in his midst. A little Jewish boy who brought some loaves and fish. Nobody else had enough. Let me help me, Holy Spirit. Nobody brought anything to the party. But the little boy. Because the whole other crowd was looking and coming to see what they could get. But the little boy had the mindset of I'm going to go. But I know somebody else might not have enough. <laughs> he didn't just bring enough to feed him. Because five loaves and two fish wouldn't have, would have been too much for him. 
but he bought enough just in case somebody else needed something. Y'all better help me. When when can we get a church of people who not only think about bringing something for themselves, but but got something to give to somebody else? And they said, listen, I, I, there's only five and two, the number of completion. Five plus two equals seven. He said, out of all this, all you need is five and two. Completion. You have the complete ingredients for your miracle. You ain't going to have to improvise for this miracle. Help me up in here. Somebody say, I got the ingredients. I might just have a dance, but that's enough ingredients. I might have a dance and a wave. That's enough ingredients. I might just have a hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That's enough ingredients. I'm trying to help somebody. You got enough. I know it doesn't seem like enough, but you're not enough. It's more than enough when God dances. Somebody say, we serve the God of more than enough. So, so he said, he said, this is what you got. So he, he took it. He said, make everybody sit down. Sit down. And they all sat down. And when he took the five and the two, he looked up into heaven. He didn't look at the need. He looked at the supplier. When he took it in his hand, his little, he looked at the one who could make it much. Because if you look at what's in your hand and what you got to do, it ain't enough. You have to look to the hills. You, you can't look at what it's calling for. You got to look to the hill. You got to look above and beyond your situation and understand that the little I got ain't enough in my hand. But if I look up, it's telling God that what I have, I know only comes from you. See, see, stop looking at your net and look at your net. Stop looking at what you bring home and look at who brought you up. Stop looking. So he broke it. He blessed it first and he broke it. Somebody say bless it and break it. See, the blessing ain't for you. You got to bless it before you break it. If you break it before you bless it, you're broke. But if I bless it first and I break it, it's not broke. It's multiplied. If I break it first, I'm broke. If I allow the trial to break me, I'm broken. If I allow the relationship to break me, I'm broken. If I allow the dreams that did not come to pass to break me, I'm broken. If I'm broken, people can't bless. But if I bless God while I'm going through what I'm going through, if I bless God in the bad, he'll break me so that he can multiply. Y'all better help me. He blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it. The reason you can't give is because you were broke before you were blessed. But God said, I'm about to reverse a curse. I'm going to bless you. Then I'm going to break you. Then I'm going to give you. And the Bible says he gave to them and all his disciples ate. And then they took up the fragments. Oh my God. Somebody say overflow. 
I'm trying to help you see that this is the season for overflow. But you can't be greedy because greedy people can't overflow. Give us overflow. Overflow itself means to give exceedingly and abundantly. So God said he made all the people sit down. And when they all ate, it was about 5,000, not even counting the women and the children. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to let you know that God wants to bless you so good that people around you will be blessed on leftovers. Somebody say leftovers. I'm already full. I can't eat no more. So whatever I got, I got to give it to you. Oh my God. Y'all see, I got to be talking. I'm talking rich. I'm talking overflow. I'm talking prosperity. So you got to move. I told you at the beginning, this is a message of faith because the fear of you being broke is invading this message from coming through. Y'all better help me. You got to stop. I remember I called my cousin. I said, I, I need it before I needed the, 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 um, the letter for the school. I said, she said, what do you need, cousin? What do you want? I said, I said, I, I just need $20,000, you know, and she was like, oh yeah, no problem. Get it to you. So while we were talking, she knew I was messing with her, but I said, we talking faith talk. I just want to see if you're able to have a conversation like rich folks. See, y'all ain't going to say nothing. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Some of you can't even, if somebody asks you for $20,000, you're going to hang up and wonder, what am I supposed to do? But God is trying to tell you that there's, he's trying to do something in your life that 20,000 ain't going to be enough. Y'all ain't going to help me. That's going to be nothing in your life. That it's going to be so blessed. You're going to, instead of wanting God to pay your rent, you're going to pay everybody in your complex rent. You're going to buy your mama house. You're going to buy, y'all better help me. So since, since, let me just close this message, because I know I told you inventory. Somebody say take inventory. Yeah, inventory for the ingredients. See, God could have just, now this is what messes me up. He didn't need the five loaves or the two fish. He could have fed them straight from heaven. Like he did with the children of Israel. 1.5 million Israelites in the desert, in the wilderness. God rained down manna and fed them from heaven. The buffet of heaven. Y'all better help me up in here. But I'm trying to get you to see that this is New Testament miracle. See, you are not under old covenant miracle. You are engaged in New Testament miracle. Oh, help me, help me preach it. See, in the Old Testament, God had to do it. God had to open it up. God had to rain it down. In the New Testament, Jesus said, I'm giving you the power so that I could do the miracle, but this miracle is going to involve ingredients. I need you to participate in this miracle. I've given you something. Oh, he was giving us a glimpse of that in the Old Testament. 
when he did with Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 17 when he fed him by the raven's hand and he supplied oh my God he supplied Elijah with food from heaven out of a raven's mouth ravens eat everything that they get ravens are enemies to your blessing but somebody say God is so good that he'll make your enemy feed you he'll make your enemies bless you your and because of that if you read down a little further you'll be reminded that it was the raven feeding Elijah that built his faith up to go to the widow's house and say listen sister what do you have in your cupboard I need you to take inventory of what's in your cupboard and she said I only got a little jar of oil and a little oil and I'm about to make something and die and he said if you bless me oh my god your cup and your burger will never run dry if you need a miracle you got the ingredients in your cabinet for what I need help me up in here what about an exodus when the children of Israel were cussing out Moses because they were thirsty and God said he went to God and said what I'm going to do with these complaining people and God told him smite the rock and water will overflow out of the rock I'll supply your need from a place that you least expect so he said, they tested God in the wilderness. They test, I'm about done, y'all. They tested him. And that's why he brought me to Malachi. Because Malachi is the only other place in the Bible that he says, test me. You want God to do the impossible. He said, test me. He said, if you give me 10% of the inventory that I gave to you in the first place, I'll go ahead and initiate your impossible. For the Bible says that if you bring your 10%, he said, try me. That won't initiate my hand to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will not be able to receive. And not only that, when I bless you, it's going to be so good. I'm not just going to bless you. I'm going to bless you with protection. Because the blessing I pour out on you, the enemy is going to be so mad. He's going to try to come after it. But I'll hold back the hand of the devourer for my name's sake. And I will pour you out 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Now y'all better help me up in here. Impossible, because we are in impossible times all the time. 
This is the proof, too. See, people who are consistent tithers don't have this problem. Just going to tell you. They don't have this problem. Because they have learned that whatever I have is God's anyway. And that's why even if I don't get the millions, the $10 I got seems like a million. Because my $10 will last longer than yours. Ooh. I'm trying to make you so you can understand it. But but here's, here's proof that when you need the impossible. Because people, Jesus, people who are sometimes tithers, they tithe when they're in impossible situations. When they need God to get them out of an impossible situation, they give. Which lets you know that it's the givers that help. That's why the song I played said, I'm looking for a miracle every day. I expect it every day. Because my my heaven 401k plan is paid up. Now before y'all sit there and say, well, is he telling me I got to pay for a blessing? Because that's Old Testament. See, that's why you, God can't bless you. I will tell you that. Well, how are you going to say I'm not blessed? I'm blessed. Okay. The scripture said it. I didn't say it. Well, that's Old Testament. Okay, then. So you can't claim any Old Testament. Here's the thing. If you can't claim the Old Testament, you can't claim Jesus. Because <laughs> the Old Testament is talking about Jesus. Ooh, that messed you up. And just so we know, We've been here long enough, but just for those new poor people that'll be looking online, we don't want your money. We don't need it. God supplies all our needs. But what God needs you to do is be faithful. I'm trying to get you to a place where you can stop thinking like a broken person. Where you can stop thinking like the disciples were what you give them. When God is asking you to do something, and it looks impossible for you to do, that's when God wants to do the impossible. My first job, it was it was easy to tie. I was too broke not to tie. I was only making $100. $10 wasn't really hard. But then when you're praying, God, give me a job that I'm making $500. And then he said, well, now you got to put tie 50 well, God, I want a job making a thousand dollars. Well, that's you got to tithe a hundred. Well, God, bless me with uh, a million dollars. Well, you got to tithe a hundred thousand. If you having a hard time giving ten, I know good dog well you ain't giving up no hundred thousand. So you want to know why we ain't got millionaires in here? Cause you don't give like a millionaire. Thank God for his word. For initiating the impossible in our life. 
because he is so good. I'm looking for the impossible. He do it every day with us. Every week we come in here, it's impossible. But you got to take inventory. You got to know that you have in you. He said he's already given us every spiritual blessing. He's given us everything we need to do everything he told us to do. And we thank God for that. Amen. Yes. So we thank God for his word. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. If there's anybody under the sound of my voice that does not know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as their Savior, you want to give your life to him. You to say this prayer with me as before we close. Say, Father, I am a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ died and rose for my sins. I thank you, God, that you came and died for me. I ask that you forgive me of my sins and that you would wash me of all unrighteousness and that you would come into my heart and live your life in me. Help me to put away those things that are not like you so that I can look more like you each and every day. I thank you, God, for saving me. If you pray that prayer and you're not a member of a church, I want you to just, you can comment on Zoom or on Band and let us know that you made a decision so we can get in contact with you and let you know how to continue to build your faith, that you would get linked up with a Bible-believing church. doesn't have to be this church, but you need to be connected with a Bible-believing church. Amen? Teaching you truth so that you can grow in these last and evil days. Father, we bless you and we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit that is in us. We thank you that you've given us the ingredients to initiate the impossible. Help us, Lord God, to trust you in every way and in everything. Keep us as we go throughout these weeks. Help us to be aware of our surroundings and help us, Lord God, to be on guard and ever alert as you cover us, as we walk in wisdom. In Jesus' name, grace and peace.